The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Welcome back to Shifting from Surviving to Thriving. As we continue to explore through these interviews, I've seen that there's a common theme, and that is people find themselves in survival mode, and they sensed or feel the need to become more, that there is more in life than what they are currently experiencing. And through this awareness, they shared how a motivation was forged to move beyond what limiting beliefs that they once held about either themselves or the situation that they were in. And that is to say, even though they had no idea what their lives would look like, or even with a lot of uncertainty or resistance, they trusted in the process and took the leap of faith. For example, in the first episode, Terry Good talked about how she made the shift from the masculine position and roles that she had played into a more balanced feminine role. And with this new perception, she is now able to connect with herself and others, thriving and allowing to flow with life. And in my second episode of the series, Haley Nischel shared her story of shifting from an addictive lifestyle of survival and chose to go beyond. And that is how she discovered how from working from the inside out through breath work and yoga allowed her to share her wisdom and is now thriving as she offers assistance to others on their path to healing. For my final episode of the series, we have Andrew Griffin, who is another amazing soul I've had the privilege to work with in both personal and professional areas in my life. I'm sure many of you know someone who is a lifelong learner, someone who enjoys learning and exploring new modalities and sharing their experiences with others. Well, Andrew is a perfect example because of his insights and experiences. He holds the ability to bridge the gap between spirituality and religion, which allows others to develop a deeper understanding of themselves and connecting with the creator. This, my friends, is what builds the collective consciousness, as I've spoken so many times during my podcasts. When I first met Andrew during his transitional phase, he was going through a lot of different um, challenges and witnessing different parts of himself. 
And so I've enjoyed witnessing how he has shifted from surviving to thriving. So I know you will enjoy hearing and listening to Andrew. To give you a little background, Andrew is a Des Moines, Iowa native, an army veteran who served his military career in Germany. And after his service, he continued to work alongside with the army in Europe and in the Middle East as a civilian contractor, which broadened his horizons for cultures, religions, and languages. With Andrew's omnistic approach, he sheds light on common themes within religions and how spirituality connects us to our higher power. Andrew is also a co-founder of the Peace of Mind Community, a board member of Cultivating Cultures Developing Communities, and the leader of his latest project of City of Peace. It's such a privilege and honor to introduce to you my friend and fellow collaborator, Andrew Griffin. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm excited. Yeah. So excited yeah. to have you here. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think of shifting from surviving to thriving, it's more of the the material of the monetary of just reaching a goal and obtaining one thing and with your story and your insights it goes far beyond that yes do you mind sharing a little bit about your story of of how you discovered um, yourself really through your own practices um yes of course um, so I would say a lot of it starts with conditioning. You know, we get that a lot of times in our youth and, um, growing up not having a lot, you know, material wise, but also just the dynamics and, 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 and then family and so forth. Um, but as I got older and as I, um, developed, um, I was able to open that broaden my, my horizons through, you know, the travels that I've seen and, and being able to, incorporate different cultures, different um, uh, perspectives of life and, and how to go about life. And then I'm still operating within the religious realm and what that looks like. So later on, when I got in, it was like late 30s, um, someone asked me a question, but who are you really? And I've asked that question, been asked that question before, you know, without titles, without um you know, some job or something like that, defining mm -hmm. me, you have to go deeper into, okay, who am I? Yeah. Um, what is my, my, what is my sole purpose in life? And in asking that question, um, you know, you have to do that within, it's not an outside question. It's definitely going within. And so a lot of things were becoming revealed to me along with things that were beneficial for me to use and incorporate and practice um, outside of the traditional religion. And some of that was from the spiritual aspects. And so then I come into contact with people like yourself and other people who help develop um, different skill sets that I didn't know I had within me um, or different spiritual gifts and um, identifying those and how to utilize that to be a help and to be a resource for others. And that has been the, the truly eye-opening thing for me is knowing that I have this spiritual gift 
or spiritual gifts that I can help others with. I've always been a helper. I've always been one who wants to provide an assistance to anyone who was struggling and needed, you know, a, a better understanding of what they can do um, to go beyond their their situation and their problems to be better and, and thrive instead of just survive. And as we are teachers, we have to take that on ourselves. So learning those lessons first and mm-hmm. foremost is always oh, important. Oh, yeah. And, and was that an easy road, Andrew, for you? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, we all stumble. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still have my moments, but um, getting back to the root of it is just knowing that, you know, everything that we need is within us and then finding that, taking the time to meditate on the issue, meditate on not necessarily what is a problem, but what is a challenge. I mean, problems, we say they come and go, but challenges are something that we can definitely overcome and how to reframe the the situation, how to reframe the mindset so that we're looking at it from everything as a benefit. Everything can grow into a possibility of something greater than what we think it is. Yes. And Andrew, I think also asking who am I involves knowing the journey, knowing where you've been. So can you give us a little bit more detail of your journey from surviving to thriving? So I believe when I met you, I was living in my godmother's um, basement in a small room. Um, and then from, I, was, I had just lost a job um, working for a major corporation. And so then I ended up having to find you know, three different part-time jobs to make ends meet. And in that process of discovery um, and manifesting for myself, um, taking on the I am and putting that all in practice. I moved into my own apartment six months after being in, or roughly about six months after being in that, that room. And then um, nearly two years later, um, purchasing my own home. So I went from a small space of roughly like a, a small closet to a, a one bedroom, 580 square feet to now a three bedroom home. That's about 1,600. 49 square feet, two car garage. So um, yeah, it just, it, it takes time. It is work, but at the same, in the same instance, it's a mindset and um, mm. it doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be like a push, 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 but it does take effort to be conscious of your thoughts and um, yes. on your thoughts to make sure you're in, you're in a positive mindset. Um, if not all the time, at least a good majority of the time so that you're you have that positive energy flowing around you and you're open to when the possibilities are available and there and being mindful. I think that's the most important part of being mindful and aware is when those opportunities arise and know this is the universe saying, yep, this is for you. Yes. And what about if you have any words for people who just can't see that yet for themselves? What? Mm. What words of wisdom to you do you have to share to kind of inspire hope for them uh, when they're when they're feeling more down and out about the situation? How can they turn that around for themselves? So the first thing I would say to anyone who's having trouble is if you can recognize that you're manifesting at all times, you can recognize when you manifest the bad that when you do shift it into doing the good or those things that are pleasing 
I'll say it that way. Um, and then recognize that you are allowing those moments to take over. And it may just be small, subtle um, achievements and celebrate those victories. And then as more come along, celebrate even more. And it doesn't have to be like some big lavish anything. It's just, maybe it's a moment of like thankfulness and praise and, and gratefulness that you just stay there and take a deep breath. Like, yes, I did that. I recognize that I did that. And those are the moments when you really start to kick in that gear of like, I can do this. This is possible. But it takes that mindfulness and recognizing that I put this in motion, just yeah. like I put other things in motion that weren't so pleasurable as the outcome, I put in the good stuff as well. So that's, that's the one thing I would say, if you can recognize the bad, you can recognize the good. Yes. Yes. And we're basically, as we go through these experiences, that's, I just think of them as experiences and lessons to be learned. You know, we become teachers for others. We, our energy, our words, our presence ripples out to others. When we're in those deeper, um, quote unquote, darker times, that that's really asking us to reflect and learn that there's more to us than just the situation or um, that you know, the feeling, that emotion that we get caught into, you know, which we're yes. human, that's going to happen. Yes. Although it's also letting us know where we're at. And I, I really, I, I completely agree with all of that because it's so important to reflect and ask, mm -hmm. you know, and, and even ask, as you said, you know, who am I? Right. Who am I without the labels, without mother without caregiver without father you know uh ceo or uh whomever your work role is you know who who am i yes yes and that was that's eye-opening because then when you are operating in those positions you know then you're still able to help and assist these people and, and not necessarily overstep your bounds you know just knowing okay that i could take this short moment to assist somebody. Um, one of the examples I can use the, the best right now is I'm, I work at a shelter downtown, uh, Central Iowa Shelter Services, and we come across some challenging um, clients that need additional assistance or need a moment to have a conversation to say, okay, what exactly is the issue here? And how can we help you to assist you go further in what you're trying to do? Or is there something that someone else is, you think, bothering you or causing an issue that we can address with them that maybe they are having an issue that we can then address to help them progress and, and go forward? Um, so there's, there's those moments where you just pull someone aside and say, okay, what's the issue? Let me hold space and just have a conversation mm -hmm. and see what it is that we can really do to help you. Um, and sometimes those folks don't necessarily get all that attention because it's a sea of people that are having the same issues at the same time. And some of them are overlapping. So just being able to be there and hold space and assist folks as they're going through a challenging time is, is definitely um, rewarding for myself. Cause then I get to reflect and look back and also learn life lessons again in those moments to say, see, this is why I'm here because 
I can help folks in this position, but also reach back and see, well, I've been here before, even if not in this mm-hmm. destitute of a situation, but in my own personal life, a moment of depression, a moment of where I was down on my luck and I really didn't know where to, what to do, what to do next or who to reach out to. So. Oh, yes. And, and as you share that, Andrew, which I so appreciate you and your transparency. Um, so what did you do then for yourself when you witnessed yourself in that survival mode? How, what, where was the shift? What, what happened for you? How did you navigate with that? So the shift came, um, the biggest shift I believe was overcoming the fear of death that Mm. there's, there's this belief system of, and I'll just call it belief system of heaven and hell. Um, and later I've come to know and learn is that all of creation, all the cosmos and everything in nature is in harmony. There's an ecosystem and those systems, just like there is in life. And so death is just a transition, not necessarily a complete end on the other side, we'll still see family and even scriptures and different religious texts tell you, you know, you will meet the other side. There's another life after this. You live, you're dying to live again. So it's not necessarily a complete cut off and end. And so just having that assurity that, okay, regardless of what I do from this point mm-hmm. on, I'm not concerned about the outcome on the other side. And I've, as long as I've done my best. So that gave me some freedom in operating in, okay, I can be courageous. I can go out here and do what it is I need to do and not so much worry about the end result. And this is all I have to leave back here as a legacy and opening that up, that gave me more confidence to say, okay, well, let me try these different things. Let me go see what these other modalities are. And that brought me up to be able to express myself in a way where Mm -hmm. I would not have done previously, you know, just learning the different aspects of like, for example, Reiki, learning tarot card readings, um, learning different um, spiritual um, groups and, and what they means and how they link and how they're, how they're, um, they're not so far off in the distance like we think they are. Yes. And it, and it all connects us together. You know, it's just another tool or modality that really brings us back to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, that's what spirituality is. Um, versus religion. And so we're not talking about religion here. We're talking about our own journey and our own ways of connecting back to ourselves, which enhances our experiences through religion or through um, whatever practices that you have. And and that's what I'm talking to our audience, whatever practices you have connecting to your higher power, the divine God, uh, Muhammad, whomever that is, Uh, just knowing that when you put in that connection, when you, when you're courageous enough to witness that and ask just that simple, I love that, Andrew, who am I, you know, and, and shifting our, attention on our intention of what we want to become yeah and, I, and it is it is so easy to just quickly align with what's the cultural norm you know we grow up in a place where we have a lot and we're very blessed and fortunate to have the things that we have 
However, what it would it be if we just were not born here, we were born somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And what would our conditions be? What would our situation be? How would our struggles be different than they are now? Not that they don't have any different life lessons to learn, but of course, maybe there would be, it would be a lot less easier for them to thrive rather than just survive. Exactly. And I think a person being aware of just of holding gratitude for what they do have um, and understanding that, you know, there's always somebody that has it worse than ourselves um, helps to kind of shift out of that survival mode and, and really being appreciative and seeing that we do have abundance around us. And abundance isn't, or thriving isn't, you know, a million dollars in the bank. Um, There are people that have, it looks like they have it all, although they're kind of empty inside because they're still in survival mode to gain more because that's what social media, that's all the other people are saying, this is what it looks like and this is how you should be kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, life is life is definitely about balance. One of the things that my great grandmother tells me all the time is that um, everything is about moderation. It's not mm-hmm. so much you got to do it all or do little, but then also think about balance. Um, we're, we're spiritual beings, and we do have physical needs, and we do have social needs. So to balance this, these concepts, and the you know how we interact and what we're going for, we can't give all of our time and energy to the physical and just ignore our spiritual. We can't give all of our time and energy to just the spiritual and ignore the physical. So, yeah. And, and that's where people fall out of balance is mm-hmm. they'll go and get all the riches, but they don't have any friends to spend that time with, where they don't have any, they don't have any connection to source creator that said, I got a higher purpose than just these dollars in my, in my bank account. So that's where sometimes people fall off. You see it in superstardom. You see it with, um, some of the richest in the world. Um, and you can also see it with folks who, who have the spirituality and they don't have a dime and they, they, they spent all their time with just the spiritual and never forged ahead to figure out, you know, why did I, why did I bury all these gifts and I have nothing to show for? So yes, there's kind yeah, of balance. That is so much needed having balance in our lives and, um, witnessing when we get into that survival mode uh, because I too I'm learning to navigate those that internal landscape and some days I'm thriving and other days I find my mind <laughs> telling me things mm-hmm. that yeah. puts me into survival mode and mm-hmm. so uh, what do you do for yourself Andrew when you find yourself in that unbalanced state so the the first thing is identifying it and being aware. So this is why meditation and being in meditation or meditative practice is important because you're centered, you're rebalanced in that in that that process of meditating. But also, you know, being connected to source in a way where you're having an ongoing conversation and it's not a one-sided conversation because spirit and source do speak to you through different means. And when you're open and receptive to that conversation or that that feedback is where you get the aha moments and the epiphanies that help you to, to like really thrive. 
Um, and before yes. that, I feel like when you're disconnected, you're not open to receptors of what spirit creator is telling you or showing you or even whispering in your ear is a lot of times where we're just surviving and we're not able to hear that inner still mm. voice that gives you that peace of mind knowing, okay, I'm going to be okay. I don't need to fret about this. I don't need to so much worry myself to death about whether it will come or whether it will not come. And even if it doesn't come, I still have something. So that's the, that's the shift for me, or at least have been the shift is just being able to be mindful, be present mm. in the now and not so much living what's in the future and not so much being stuck in the past that has been for me the most beneficial thing is being present in the Nile and not so much fixated on what's happening tomorrow yeah or what happened in the past that then you think that's really who you are and and you can't change it which is an illusion right and Andrew what I what I so love about you is is how you're using your voice um and music and things of that nature to help inspire others. And so just to give everyone an example, when um, I was with Andrew in Project Iowa, he made a loop, a taped loop of his voice to help him bring himself back to himself. Can you just share a little bit about that, Andrew? Because I think having a mantra or having something to say out loud really helps instill that within oneself. So, yes, um, I remember the project we were given to do affirmations, and um, it was really just for us to write down affirmations. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to put this to music. And I'm going to wake up to this or I'm going to go to sleep to this. And to this day, that is my alarm clock. The first thing I hear in the morning when I wake up is my own affirmations to music that I created. So just basically, I am love. I am joy. I am peace. I am powerful beyond measure. And so I hear these words every morning waking me up. And it's powerful to me, I think, mostly because we have these affirmation loops with someone else telling us. But I think it's empowering to me to hear it in my own voice. So it's like I'm echoing to myself and I hear myself saying these words to me. So that's. Um, yes. And I, I, I would I would highly suggest if anyone has the capability to record their voice, even if it's not even to music or some some um, some random soft playing music behind you, record your voice of you saying affirmations and put it on your phone. And you can set it as a as a um, something that you can just play back to yourself or meditate to. It's it's very helpful. It's very calming. It's very soothing, and yeah. it does help you ground and center quick. It sure does, and I think most people have to get over the sound of their own voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? When it's I true. first started podcasting, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can listen to myself. You know, my voice <laughs> and. Um, I was always known in uh, like in junior high, I would get in trouble because my voice would carry the, the teacher would always hear me over everyone else. And I would get in trouble because I, I do have a whatever tone voice. And so it took me a bit to get used to the sound of my own voice. Mm. Although I think everybody here needs to understand that that's a signature, like your fingerprint. 
that holds frequency that your voice holds energy and it's healing. So when yes. you get comfortable with that, and I love that idea. Thank you, Andrew, um, for inviting everyone to do that for themselves. Uh, because you're right. It's all about listening to somebody else say it. You know, we could sit there and listen to Oprah all day long. You know, I love her, everybody, right. I'm sure, or Deepak Chopra or somebody right. like that. Um, but that's really looking outside ourselves. It's good. It's good to motivate us and stimulate us towards that uh, goal or 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 that uh, centering. Although I think there is a, a lot of um, really good, juicy, uh, just filling our own cups with our own voice, uh, really giving back to ourselves that self-care yeah. too. And, and also, really... okay, no, I do sorry, have a question. No, <laughs> no worries. Ahead. Go ahead. And I do want to ask you, um, what is the emphasis on the mantras when you start with I am? Why is that important to add I am at the beginning of a mantra? Very good question. So the I am is the I and I of the Rasta, the I am is the I am great I am of the Torah. So that is us taking on creator. And so when you say I am, you're basically stating a, that is the affirmation, I take this on, I own this, I am this. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the other thing I want to add to that we was just talking about before is um, the body is made of roughly 70, 80% water. And there was Dr. Isui Moto of Japan. He did a study yes. on the effects of water. And when we speak over water, incantations, prayers, and so forth, and it crystallizes when it's frozen and good words or things that we perceive as good words, such as joy, peace, love, happiness, family, things that make us happy, um, will take on a, a um, shape or some type of like snowflake you know, mm -hmm. based on the frequency of the word itself, not just the voice, but the frequency of the word. And so when we speak over our own selves in the same regard, we are speaking over the water within us and we can use that to empower us. Um, those good feelings, those good emotions can be empowered through our own affirmations to help us move forward in life. And think of, for example, as children, or even as adults, when you've been in a situation and someone said harsh words to you, how that made you feel. And then mm -hmm. when someone said kind words to you, words of affirmation, and so word complimenting words, how that made you feel. And also the person giving the compliment, how it made them feel, or when you gave a compliment to someone else. And so to do those things for yourself, and not necessarily needing someone else to give you those affirmations mm. or those compliments or those yes. words of support <laughs> and you give it to yourself. It is empowering and you don't need anyone else to do it. This is why I say you look within and the answers you have already are within you. And so that I just want to reaffirm that and to like make a little stronger point. This is why I do this. This is why I have my own script for affirmations. This is why I have my own music to go along with me speaking for myself. 
Yes. Wow. So powerful. I just got chills when you were sharing that. Uh, it's it's so true. Um, we don't realize the internal dialogue that we have, what we're saying to ourselves daily. And it's just flipping the script a little bit, just shifting it a little bit. Uh, and I'm not asking everybody to say, I am love when you don't believe that about yourself. Right. So maybe starting in an area that feels comfortable. So I am grateful or I am appreciative. Uh, I am well, something to that effect to where it's easy and you believe it mm-hmm. within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's very important yeah, because the intention behind it, and this is one of the things I've learned from Islam is it doesn't matter what you do, what you say, if the intention is not right from the onset, it will not have the same impact. So yeah, that is very important that the intention that you put on your attention when you're stating these, these <laughs> Yes, these the attention on your intention. Yes. Yes, yes. Andrew. Woohoo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, yes. Good, good conversations. So what were words of wisdom? do you have to share with anyone listening here that they're feeling that they're in the survival mode and, Um, and how to help shift into more of a thriving. So there's so many different gurus or our ascendant masters and folks that have written books about just overcoming fear. And I think that's one of the biggest things is overcoming your fear um and and moving into a state of love i say there's only two vibrations there's fear and there's love and when we're in the love vibration we're moving in the the right direction because fear will cause you to have hate and to work against yourself and others but in the love Mm -hmm. vibration um it's it's one of the the most motivating things that can happen is when you're moving in love so um there's so many different quotes I could throw out there, but that's the one thing that comes to mind is operating in the vibration of love. Yeah. Yes. And I found when I've worked with uh, people or even for myself, when I find myself in that survival mode, um, just pausing and, and reminding myself that whatever situation I'm in, there's something more for me to learn here. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this asking me uh, to become? And it can be very scary at times for some, if, for an example, people losing their job, uh, mm-hmm. losing a loved one, uh, the loss, right? Yes. We feel that we, we've lost something or that we're going to lose something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's an illusion that the mind mm-hmm. creates uh, to keep us um, hyper vigilant in in keeping what we quote unquote have, which in reality we don't have anything. We don't have it. It's not ours to have. It's just the present moment that we're shifting through. Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing I would say is shift from the from the physical aspects of life more into the experiential. Like, what do you mm. want to experience in life? Yes. What is it that you want to see and do and experience throughout your life? 
and let that be a drive and a passion for you because the material objects will come and go. And what is the point of having those material objects is so you can experience it. So if it's just a rental, you've got to experience it. (laughs) (laughs) Our body is a rental, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. This this is this is a sentient body, you know, that is basically just a meat suit. And we're not, I mean, for a good example of that is the thought we think, for example, the heart beats on its own and we don't have to tell it to. The lungs, they take in oxygen and do so without us having to do tell them to do that. And the brain itself and the subconscious thinks all these different thoughts because we've programmed it with all this different material, whether it's television, books, radio, whatever. And that's the constant loop of all this information that we got going through our heads. And we are the observers of that. So we can take on what we want and experience what we want. Um, but the biggest thing for me is what do you, what do I want to experience? What do I want to see? How do I want to yeah. go about helping and and experience that that love right there of seeing someone thrive and just being happy that I was able to assist them moving forward that's that's my greatest purpose is helping helping others to see there's a brighter day and today is just temporary it's not fixed you can change your your life in an instant all from yeah. a thought it's all so true And that's what life's all about is change, constant changing. Yes. And I mean, from the weather (laughs) to global things, all the way down to our bodies and on the cellular level, right? Mm -hmm. Since we've been sitting here, you know, I don't know how many thousands of cells have died and Mm -hmm. then reborn, right? Right. You know, new cells and the energies and things. So that's changed. We're we're working from the inside out. So as, as I found uh, people really focusing on what feels good as Andrew, as you said, what brings you love, what brings you joy um, and just shifting your thoughts a little bit and knowing that this is just temporary and, and then you're really reprogramming and creating new neural pathways in your brain. And so then you'll have a different perception, different experiences. You'll start connecting with different people. And that's what thriving's all about. Yeah. As you said, so perfectly, Andrew is, is being of service and connecting and supporting each other. Yes. Yeah. I think of Building. it. I think of it like a community of answer bees, and when I, whenever I think of the pyramids in Egypt or any pyramid period, we're always asking ourselves, how did they build those things? What was the yeah. technology that they used? How did they come together to build this? And I think of ants. I think of bees. How they work together as a community. And when we start doing this as a people, we, I mean, there's nothing nothing we could not do as as human beings on this planet you talk about saving the planet or building a better world for tomorrow there's nothing we can't do when we work together like ants and bees which is just a community that is on a community upon a community that's thriving for one purpose and that's for the enjoyment for everybody to thrive so andrew can you share with us what Um, your community building looks like through the cultivating cultures, developing communities? 
So as a board member, I'm a supporter and advisor to um, Tony Wilson and to Rachel Walkwell out of Cedar Rapids and the Lynn County, Johnson County of Iowa. And right now they're doing a lot of good work with um, gun violent intervention and then also working with um, halfway house gentlemen, uh, prison systems, and just having that conversation about, you know, empowering them to make decisions and to, to uh, basically kind of like retrain the brain in a way. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times the conditioning, like we talked about before from youth has carried forward to a point where we think that's the only way to live and just letting someone know, hey, you are in control of your thoughts and those things that you did in the past are not you. Um, mm -hmm. We're not the viewers. Yeah we are who we are. And so, and giving them a sense of sanctuary has helped open up a conversation that they feel comfortable having, um, even with the POs that are there. Um, and just having a, a place where they can open up and, and feel free to, to communicate. That has been one of the um, staples in our teaching with Peace of Mind Community, with Project Iowa, and also with um, the CCDC and, and also carrying it forward with um, my project, City of Peace, which in essence yeah. is how to build sanctuary, not just sanctuary for others, but also personal sanctuary. Sometimes we, we beat ourselves up and we need to take that action to say, look, I am a good person. I am mm -hmm. a loving person. I can, I am kind. And so not to always be our worst critic, but also give ourselves grace and to say, mm -hmm. look, I know that I've, I've got downfalls. I got, I've made mistakes and I've had failures, but that is not the ultimate. That is just a stepping stone to being something greater. So that's mostly what we do in those different um, areas is empower people and say, Hey, yes. you're, you're better than what you think you are. It starts mm. with your thoughts. Sure does. And, and to be witnessed also as not their labels, but as yes. a, a whole person. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for, for being you and being out there in the communities and supporting others. It, it's so needed. And so those who want to connect with you uh, to collaborate, what is your email address? Andrew Griffin or Andrew.Griffin, J-R at gmail.com. Or you can also reach me with uh, Peace of Mind Community, as mentioned before. Yeah, it, it feels great to be on the show and, and, and be able to, um, I want to help you in your endeavors. Um, we've both grown uh, through this process. I think it's what, five years now since we've met. It's like yeah. 2017. So I'm just looking back and, and um, the things that you've done and accomplished and working towards, I'm just so proud of you and, and where you're going with your, your dreams and the whole family. So I'm just happy for you as well. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. That means a lot. Well, thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure you, having April. you. Absolutely. And so enjoyed always, always our conversations together as we continue to expand with the collective consciousness here. Yes. 
And those of you who um, haven't had the opportunity to check out the first two episodes of the series, you can do that through mindbodyspirit.fm or connect on my website to the links there. So enjoy the day. Thank you. Namaste. I so appreciate your time today. As right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts, as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.